All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Wedding Photography Tips and Tricks podcast. I am Ulysses Del Toro of Del Toro Photo, and this is episode two. Yeah, so I am currently just sitting in front of my computer getting some exporting done on some recent wedding videos we just did. This is one of those times of the year uh, that we're mostly just busy editing and trying to finish getting all our weddings that we did over the fall, trying to get those completed and sent out. And hopefully most of them done before, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, or at least try to get ahead of our schedule so that we don't have to think about those things while we're in the middle of the holidays. So that's what we're doing right now. And so I thought I'd put together another podcast for you guys. Um, I know I said that in the next couple episodes, we're going to have some guest speakers and that is still happening. I'm in the middle of getting all that worked out. Um, and I have some guests ready to come on and talk to me, but I'm really excited about this podcast. I'm really excited to get some more information out there and, you know, just start seeing if this is something that you guys are interested in and hopefully start getting some more questions in that we can answer and talk more about wedding photography in general. So if this is your first time tuning in, this is the Wedding Photography Tips and Tricks podcast. I decided to make a podcast um, because I get a lot of questions by beginner photographers and photographers in general who are interested in starting their own wedding photography business or just getting into wedding photography in general. And a lot of the questions that I get, I get kind of the same questions over and over again. So I thought it'd be a really good uh, way to get my advice and tell some stories and some experiences that I've had as a wedding photographer. I've been shooting weddings for um, close to six or seven years now, uh, four and a half now with my wife where we really got everything, you know, kind of dialed down. We have a style now we have exactly, you know, we're doing exactly what we want to do at this point. And we're in the middle of just creating some new challenges for ourselves. Like this year we started doing video as well, but I won't really get into that a whole lot because of course this is a wedding photography podcast. So the whole point of this podcast is just to share advice and tips on, you know, my perspective of wedding photography and some of the things that I do and my approach towards the business. And of course, by having other guests on, we're going to get their perspectives and their angles on the way they approach wedding photography. And that way you just have a broader idea of like how different, different photographers do different things. So I guess... I get asked quite a bit about like where to start and what kind of things we should be prepared for. And one of the questions that I get asked about a lot is contracts and if they're important and if we should have a contract or when should we have a contract. And I cannot stress it enough how important contracts are, especially when it comes to weddings. Contracts are such a huge deal. Every vendor that a bride deals with has a contract and the contract serves several different purposes. It is to mainly protect you, of course, it is to protect your client and it sets some expectations uh, over, over your services and your business. And it doesn't matter if you're doing just a little shoot 
a couple hour wedding, just a ceremony, whatever it is, even full, especially full day. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. You should have a contract that outlines all the details of, of the wedding and what they can expect from you and your services. You could be really close friends with whichever client you are currently dealing with. Maybe you took on a friend's wedding, you know, because you're just starting out in weddings and you took out took on your friend's wedding. Even those weddings, I, I have done weddings for some of my really good friends. And even those weddings, I still treat them like a client just because we've all heard stories of you know, somehow a friendship ending over some, you know, trying to do some type of business or anything like that. And I just wouldn't want anything like that ever to happen. When I photographed my friend's weddings, I've done a couple of them now. After sitting down and talking with them and going over the wedding, I showed them our contract. And even some of them were kind of like, yo, you know, we, we don't need, we don't really need to have a contract. This is, we know you're just going to do your thing and we're not worried about anything we know you're going to do a good job and I tell them listen what I'm providing for you guys whether we're doing it for this price or no price or whatever it is I am providing you guys a service and I am going to complete that service and I want to make sure you guys are totally happy your wedding is a huge deal it is you guys are put investing so much money and so much time into this it is a very big deal and I wouldn't want anything like any stress or anything to come between our friendship. So what I'm doing with this contract is I'm giving you the outline of what I'm going to do for you guys. Regardless of whether you guys want this or not, I just want you guys to have it. Have It It will make you feel a lot better about what I'm doing for you. And it will make me feel better knowing that I have a job. I, I am do, taking this as a job and I'm going to complete it for you guys. And uh, it's it's basically business and I'm going to take care of this for you and nothing else is going to so that way there's just no harm to our friendship in any way it's just kind of like a it just gives something to back that up and it it actually creates a little bit more trust in what you're doing you know you already sound more professional even though you're doing something you know totally as a friend you already took one step above everyone else and decided, hey, I am a I am a professional wedding photographer. Now, some of the important things that there there's so many things that you can have on on a contract. Um and if you just type in, you know, wedding photography contracts on Google and look at some of the different images, you will find all kinds of contracts. Some are real short, some are real long. I like to keep mine a little bit more basic. Um, my packages are a little bit more basic, so my contract kind of tends to be a little bit more basic. It doesn't have too many, too many bullet points, but they all, but what's really important, but there are some things that are really important that you really should have on there, and, and I'm going to go over those right now. Now, this is not to say this is exactly how you should have your contract. I definitely believe that these are some of the things that you should have on your contract. Exactly what you want to put on there is completely up to you. This is just to give you an idea of where my contract is and some of the things I have on there. So you have kind of a starting point of where to start in creating your own contract. 
The first thing that I have on my contract is, of course, I have their information. So whoever your client is, right at the top, I have all of their information. I have their name. I have their address. I have their email. I have their phone number. Those are the most important uh, things I think you should have for a client. I like having them on my contract because if I can't find their email or I didn't save their number for some reason, I know that I could just go through my contracts and have all their information and something to look on. And I think that's just uh, really important information to have just in case you lose their information anywhere else. You just have somewhere else that you backed up their information. And of course, I also have the date of the event, the date of their wedding. So I know exactly which date that we're working with. And I like to type it out, you know, Saturday, December 9th, 2017. Like I always write out the exact date. I don't like to put numbers in case there's like some sort of mistake because they're reading it. I'm reading it. it and, you know, I know that if I were to put December 10th or whatever I could turn it in and that's something they might catch if, if I accidentally put the wrong thing but it's something that I'm paying attention to and it's just another way for me to make sure that I'm crossing all my T's and dotting all my I's on there I also have how many hours I'll be working that day I have a, a few packages where I offer a full day of services which is kind of like an unlimited number but I still have that on there in case there's ever an instance where I'm working on a specific wedding that I decided to take on and I am only working for six hours maybe or something along those lines. It's it's just kind of there. I have a, a couple things on my contract that are kind of just there in case I take on any other specific kind of project that I it doesn't have to be just a wedding contract, but it does still have to do with photography in general and I can change some numbers. On the contract, I also include which package of mine they're getting. And because I have a couple different packages they can choose from, I have a space that I can type that in. Now, what I tend to use is I use Adobe Reader. I turn my, I turn my contracts into PDFs and I put them in Adobe Reader. And I usually take my iPad with me to meetings and consultations so if they book with me I can have them sign their contract right there and then right on the iPad and I have it stored digitally and also with Adobe Reader I like I like using Adobe Reader because I can use the app to write uh, write all their info in on the spot and same thing I have a section where I can write in which package they want to use so I just use the text to include which package they're getting and right there and then type it all out what they're getting what they can expect to receive in their package and you know they can take a look at it and make sure that's correct before they sign off on it now one of the most important things to me when it comes to weddings is giving an expected day of delivery this is really really important because even though most of my brides are not pushy but they just had their wedding they just had the biggest day of their lives and they had a lot of fun and they're just super excited to see all their photos and remember how much fun everybody had at their event. So I don't blame them. They want to have their photos right away. What what I do after a wedding is I, maybe a day or two after their wedding, I'll try to send um, some sneak peeks over to them just so they're, they get a little bit of their wedding. 
I take a couple photos from the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the ceremony, and at the end, and just give them a few because I know I can look those up really quick, edit them out really quick, and get something over them. And usually, and, and I'll, in my message I'll include, you know, you can expect your the rest of your photos around this time. And, and for the most part, that's always worked out really well. Like I said, I always put an expected day of delivery. I make it a point in my consultation uh, when I have my uh, when I have my pre-wedding meeting with them, right? You know, maybe like a couple weeks before the wedding, I bring it up again, and I'm always constantly reminding them about the date that we set out for them to expect their photos. That way, it they that way I don't have to worry about them questioning me on it. Um, later on, I already brought it up a couple times. I don't think it's mean. I think I just, you know, uh, if you don't really talk about it, it's easy for someone to say, Hey, I don't remember us talking about it, but I really want to see my photos now. But, you know, I try to make it a point in all of my consultations with my brides and grooms and let them know when they can expect their photos for our weddings. Um, we give anywhere between two to four months for a delivery that's a really good amount of time for uh, my wife and I to sort through all the photos edit all the photos get their package together get the al their albums ordered we work together on doing this and it's more than enough time and it gives us and it's it and it's not too long of a waiting period for for the weddings in my opinion and what we tend to do if we're not so busy is we usually try to get all our edits done as soon as we can, our album's done as soon as we can, and as soon as we get them, we can uh, put our package together and send it over to them. And we typically are able to get all of their product, all of our bride's product, to them before uh, the estimated delivery date on, on our contract. But I really think that that's a really important thing to have on there because, you know, if a bride does start to ask you or a client starts to ask you about their photos, you know, and if they do start to get pushy, then you could always go back and say, well, you know, just like I discussed and we have it on the contract, you could expect your photos around this time and you are and you are safe. You don't have to worry about anything. Now, one of the other things that I have on my contract that I think is more of a way to protect myself. There's so many things that can happen at a wedding and we've had so many different situations, especially when it comes to doing family photos. Now, I'm pretty OCD when it comes to uh, organizing and scheduling out weddings with my brides. I like to ask them for a family photo list so I have names and I know exactly who they want photographed after the ceremony, during their family photos. That way we don't miss anybody. But that has happened before where people kind of drift off or they end up going to the wrong place and there's certain family mem members that don't show up for the family photos. And then the the whole thing's forgotten about and later on at the reception, you know, it's just never brought up again. Oh, did you, did you remember to take a picture with, you know, Uncle Bob? And I don't know Uncle Bob. I've never I've never met him. So it's not necessarily my responsibility, my responsibility to remember exactly who needs to be photographed. So I like having them create a list for me to make sure we check off all the boxes. But I also like to put a little sentence in my contract that goes something along the lines of 
We are not responsible for any photos missed because of lack of cooperation. So I try to get those photos done during family photos. If somebody's not there, you know, I let them know, hey, I'm not, those aren't there. And because I have that list, I could go back later on during the reception or some other time and just check in with them or at the end of the day, check in with them and say, hey, I, ne I noticed we never took a photo with Uncle Bob. Did that ever happen? Did you guys ever see him? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you can kind of double check in with them and at that point do it or they can say, oh, yeah, he left or, you know, so it's not your fault. And I think that's also really important because even though it's not always your responsibility to get every single person because you don't know everybody, you know, you also don't want to have to be blamed for that. So it's kind of a way to, to keep your reputation. Another bullet point that I have on my contract is the rights to your photos. I give all my clients limited copyrights to my photos, which means they can do whatever they want with their photos. They can go to Walgreens or Costco or, or Shutterfly or wherever and get all the prints that they want, as many prints as they want, any size that they want. They're their photos. They own them. They can do whatever they want with them. But it's limited copyrights, so I own, I retain full copyrights so that I can still use them for my portfolio, use them for my blog posts, showcase them on my Instagram and my Facebook, and they are ultimately still my photos. Again, it's never happened before, but I would hate for a bride to get angry with me because I posted a photo and she doesn't want me to show off her wedding or something like that. I would assume that that's something that would be discussed prior to the wedding. That hasn't happened. I always do talk about that in my consultations with my brides and just let them know, hey, you know, these, these are the rights that you get for your photos. I keep the full copyrights because I may or may not use them for, you know, these, these reasons, these purposes. And last but not least, I think one of the most important things that I have on my contract is an arbitration clause, meaning I have a little clause on, on my contract that says a bride cannot take me to trial. So if I don't deliver uh, all of the things that I've stated on my contract and they try to sue me, they can't just take me to court and sue me for a billion dollars that I don't have and will, you know, die trying to pay off or whatever it is it means that we have to settle an amount out through a third-party mediator before going to court it has to be settled out and i think that's really important for you to have you know because that would just be like the worst thing in the world to have to go to trial for something you didn't deliver it may or may not have been your fault but you know they took it that far and now you're gonna pay whatever a million dollars for you know something that you didn't even do and you weren't protected for and this kind of protects you from that and besides that I mean I do have some other stuff in my contract that talks about uh, meal meal time for photographers you know we do take a break while they're eating and you know what we can expect from that if there's any extra expenses if it's if it's a travel wedding where we're traveling out of town and we're staying in a hotel and we have travel expenses um, or any, anything like that we do have that in our contract as well like i said there's a lot of stuff that you can put in your contract and all you have to do is go online and start looking through um you know 
different templates that wedding photographers have put online and just kind of take a lot of those things, the bits and pieces that you think work best for you and kind of just put a contract together. That's that's what I've done over the years. When I first started, I put a small contract together that basically stated when you're getting your photos and how many photos you're going to get and you know when you can expect this there. It started out small and over the years I've gone over more and more contracts. You know, I've been fortunate to enough to speak to a couple of attorneys that have helped me put my contract together. Um, there's many services out there that you can use to help you put your contract together, but I think it's one of the most important things, especially if you're starting to get into weddings, whether you're going full-time or not, contracts, contracts, contracts. Super important, guys. All right, so that is what I have for you guys today. Like I said, uh, we will be having more guests on the podcast later on. I'm just really excited to get this thing rolling. You know, we're coming to the end of the year and the end of our wedding season and we're finishing up some stuff. We're going to have some a little bit of a, a little bit more dead time as the year starts out, which is, I think, pretty normal. We have a couple other projects that we're working on, but I think this is a great time for me to get this podcast out and to start talking to other wedding photographers and answering some of the questions that you guys send in and just learn more about wedding photography. And even though I've been doing wedding photography for, you know, four, five, six years, however long, I don't know it all. This podcast is just to share the some tips and advice that I've experienced with you guys so you can get my perspective and maybe that, hopefully, that will help you guys understand weddings a little bit more and and bringing your own approach to the business as well as getting ideas from other photographers and how they handle things and just discuss every aspect of a wedding and a wedding day and what happens before and after and you know just the way we all do different things and hopefully that will help you guys out so if you guys enjoyed this podcast please subscribe and rate this podcast and please send in your questions if you have questions about wedding photography you're interested about starting your own wedding photography business or just want to know some new things about wedding photography in general and get a different and get some different ideas uh, please send in your questions you can send your questions into deltorophoto at gmail.com thanks for listening guys and we'll see you guys on the next one